Running is not meant to be stressful, and it doesn't have to be complicated. It's meant to bring us joy, clarity, and confidence. That's why I'm on a mission to teach you how I keep running simple and help you find your inner grit. Let's put an end to the idea that running is just one more weight loss strategy, because the truth is, running can actually be your ticket to a happier, more fulfilled life. By the way, this misconception that running is only meant for certain people, that the ability to run is something you either have or you don't, well, this just isn't true. Running has nothing to do with ability and everything to do with confidence. So follow me while I show you how to run your happy life. busy and I know that there are always things that you need to be doing and so I just want to say that I really appreciate you taking some time to hang out with me it means a lot to me and I hope that I can bring you value through this podcast today I hope that you can learn something that's really helpful that you can utilize on your runs or utilize in life Um, let's face it because running is a part of our life it is something that we add to our lives and hopefully it brings us joy and happiness and if it's not then maybe we can reevaluate what are some things that you're doing with your running that might be making it a struggle or making it difficult because keeping it simple is 100% the way to go you guys I have to pretty much follow that philosophy in all areas of my life I mean I the only way I survive my work life, which is a school counselor life, I am a school counselor during the day and a run coach slash mentor, whatever you want to title me at night. So, and then of course I'm a mom and a wife and I have a home and I'm telling you the only way I survive is by keeping things simple. What's really crazy is I didn't figure that out until I had kids and I was in my mid-30s. And so I spent many years being very disorganized, kind of, I don't know, for lack of a better word, scatterbrained. And the more things that started, you know, the more responsibilities that I had, the more I started to realize like, oh my gosh, I do not do very well with this whole balancing life thing um running really was my salvation in that area for a lot of reasons it kind of allowed me to hit reset because the thing is you know somebody like me who my thoughts just kind of run non-stop I'm kind of starting one thing and moving to the next constantly and by going for a run it kind of forces me to give myself some of that that clarity and some of that time to be focusing on one thing and I honestly don't think I would have I would not have this podcast I would not have my run programs I would not have I probably wouldn't have a master's degree in counseling or an undergraduate degree in education I honestly don't think I would if I didn't have running because that is where all of my ideas come from That is where all of my creativity comes from. I would leave to go on runs when I was in grad school and basically map out a paper 
that I had to turn in, map it out in my mind while I was running. Like it was the only time I could think and come up with ideas. And so I started, I mentioned this in a previous podcast, but I started journaling when I would come home immediately after a run for a little while because I just needed to get my thoughts out. All of the things that I had going on during that run, I had to get them out on paper. And it is so cool to go back and read it now um, and to see where all of that creativity was coming from and all the ideas that I came up with. But you can't even imagine the ideas that I have for this running program and this podcast by the time I'm done running each week. So I run three days a week, every week, and every time I run, all I think about is this podcast and my running program. And I just have so many ideas that I'm so excited to roll out and start. And it's just, you know, finding time to fit it all in like many things. And so um, back to simplifying. Simplifying is how I survived. Now, here's how all of this came about. Simplifying wasn't even something that was on my radar. I didn't even know that I needed it until I went on overload. And so I talk a lot about how during COVID, I running was like the one thing that kept me sane. I was home working virtually and I had both kids home and, you know, running became my time. It became my, my alone time, my freedom, my space. But in addition to that, I was still finding myself on overload for a lot of reasons. And it had a lot to do with managing the house and managing the kids and managing work and I would try and try and try to keep up with all of the things with cleaning and with organizing and I'm just not naturally organized I'm not I have tried it's crazy because I have recently I am 38 years old and I would say in the past three years only in the past three years have I really started to accept that this is just who I am and that it's totally fine that it is okay because I might not be the most organized person. I might not be the best planner. I might not come up with the most efficient strategies, but I am pretty freaking creative. And I know that I can do things that maybe if I were more organized or maybe a more organized person probably couldn't do as far as creativity wise. And it's just the way my brain works and it is totally fine. And so on that note, when I realized like, oh my gosh, I feel like I'm just drowning and I'm not handling this mom life and work life very well, I started to stumble across simplifying and it was a game changer. I listened nonstop for, I would say like a solid two months, listened to like simplifying podcasts, watching simplifying videos and trying to figure out how to simplify things in my life. And so I would go on these decluttering rampages. What did I call it? Oh, rage purging. <laughs> when I would take garbage bags and walk around the house and just start like, okay, what what do I not need? And just start getting rid of it, getting the crap out. I had to. And it was so amazing. It was so amazing that I couldn't stop like I was on a mission and I realized that after that after I removed all of the junk and the nonsense that I didn't even need how much easier life was like I can actually do this I actually enjoy going into a room 
I actually enjoy putting clothes away because they had a place and it wasn't stuffed. Here's the thing. I realized that I needed to simplify in every aspect of my life, not just with managing my house. I 100% needed that. I 100% did it. I 100% need to do it again right now because it all comes back. It takes a lot of maintenance. Everything does. And I'm ready. Like I'm ready to get some garbage bags. And I'm looking around while I'm recording this and thinking like, oh gosh, I don't need that anymore. I don't need that. And it just feels so good. Well, the same, the same theory applies to running, you guys. The same theory applies. Get the junk out and keep what you need. Get rid of all of that junk that you don't need. Get it out and let's get down to the nitty gritty. What do we need? Here's what you need. You need, I'm going to say three to four runs a week. You only need three, but I know many training plans call for four. So if you're not on one of my plans or programs, I'll do the do you the honor of saying that four days would be okay. But on my plans, we are three days a week, solid, all the way through. We, we do three solid days of running a week and we keep it simple. Guess what we don't do? We don't count calories. We don't worry about pace. We don't worry about what we eat the night before. We don't worry about how long we wait between the time that we eat and we run. We don't worry about our macros. We don't worry about our carb count. We just run three times a week and we follow a doable plan. That also keeps it simple. That also meets us at where we are and slowly increases our running intervals until we change from seconds to minutes and minutes to miles. And then we keep going and guess what? We show up because what is the quote? A little, a little becomes, oh, little by little, a little becomes a lot. Little by little, a little becomes a lot. And that's what we do. And we show up. And you know what? We show up because it's fun and it's not overwhelming and it's not daunting and it's not something we dread and we don't feel like we're messing it up. And if I cuss on this podcast, you know what I would say. We don't feel like we're beep. (laughs) We're messing it up. We're just showing up and it's not intimidating. And so we got rid of all the crap and here we are three days a week. We're just getting it done. And I have to say, I've started the three day a week plan. I've been doing it for about um, six to eight months now. And I feel great. I feel great. Now, I've been running for 15 years. You guys know I say that all the time. And for many of those years before this, guess what? I ran four, five, six, seven days a week sometimes. Most of my plans for the week, when I would sit down and plan my runs, they would be about six days a week. I would give myself a rest day. But do you want to know what? I've, played, I've trained for many of marathons and ultra marathons and 10Ks and 5Ks and triathlons. I've trained for many of those races. And I was scheduling six to seven days of running for myself through for a week. But do you really want to know how many weeks I probably showed up for all of those runs that I had scheduled for myself, all six to seven runs. I bet in all of those years, if I had to count the amount of weeks that I showed up for every one of my runs, it wouldn't go over 20. 
And I know that sounds like a lot, but think about it. There's 52 weeks in a year. That's 15 years of running. Most of my weeks were spent missing planned runs. And you might think, well, that's okay because I did it anyway, right? I got to the race. Sure, I did. And I did well. Sure, I did. I did, I did average. I did well for me. I did exactly what I wanted to do. But I felt like a failure most weeks. I probably ran three to four days average anyway. But I was setting myself up for failure trying to squeeze in six to seven days a week. Now, maybe that works for some of you. Maybe that's something that you've managed to um, fit in. But chances are, if that's you, you're not listening to this podcast. Chances are, if that's you and you're already out there six to seven days a week, you're trying to figure out how to become an elite athlete or how to um, count your carbs so that you can get the maximum, um, I don't know, I don't know, the maximum bang for your buck from your carb counting and your macros. And that's great. I'm Honestly, I think that's amazing. But I am here because I am trying to figure out how to find as much balance as I can with parenting and working and running and just living my life. And that's where I am. So if that's you or if that sounds like something that you would like, then you're in the right place because we keep it simple over here at Tina Rappa Running. (laughs) We have to because I can't function otherwise. And so just like we take the garbage bag and we walk around our house and get rid of all of the crap that we don't need, we do the same thing with our running. And if you find yourself getting overwhelmed or thinking, you know, worrying about the minutia or the, the... what type of shorts you're wearing, what type of socks you're wearing, what brand of shoes. And, you know, if you if you find yourself getting hung up on those things, just stop yourself, lace up your shoes, and just start putting one foot in front of the other. I will say, so if I, if I narrowed it down to basics, like what do I need? Well, you do need to drink water. I mean, that's a priority to live, but it's definitely a priority in helping you stay hydrated for your run. So you, you need to drink water you know, not just while you're running, but the day before, two days before, make sure you drink water and you stay hydrated. Um, That's important, especially if it's in the hot weather. Um, You need a plan. You do need a plan. I, like I said, we use the three-day week plans over here. The programs that that I do are three days a week, Um, but I would definitely look for a three to four day a week plan and you want it to work towards your goals And then, you know what, that's it, you guys. It doesn't matter what time of day you run. I have runners who wake up and run before the sun rises, and I have runners who um, run before they go to bed, and we joke and call them like Nighthawk and Night Rider, and um, that's just what they like. It's just when their body feels ready, so it doesn't matter. Um, We're not searching for the optimal time to run. You just try them all out, see what works, what fits with your schedule, and boom, done. And as far as the runs themselves, I try to split mine up as best as I can. I try to do one run on a Monday or a Tuesday, my second run on a Wednesday or a Thursday, and my third run on a Friday, Saturday, or Sunday. And I only do that to allow some recovery time in between because my muscles will need that, especially if you're a beginning runner. I just finished doing a live in the Facebook group of my 5K group, and they're beginning runners. They're on week, let's see, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. They're on their ninth week of running, period, like since they started with me in the challenge and um, their confidence is still fragile and I told them that. I said, this is a confidence game. This is not an ability game. I know you have the ability to do these runs, 
but each week I bump them up because that's what you have to do in order to grow as a runner. You have to continually push yourself out of your comfort zone. And so I bumped them up this week and you know every time I introduce the 5k group to week three their eyes get pretty big and they wonder like can I really do this I can't do this and they start to you know panic and thinking this is it I'm gonna drop the ball this is where I this is where I stop I can't make it past here and they always show up and they always do it and that is I swear I'm addicted to that I am getting addicted to watching runners doubt themselves and then shock themselves and that's what's happening like I have goosebumps talking about this right now because that is literally what's happening tonight I so I get on my Facebook groups I have two of them depending on what level they're working through and I get on the Facebook group and that's when I go in and check the posts the runs for the day they have to post their runs and um you know we write a lot in our groups about how we feel how it went um you know all of our hopes and dreams whatever whenever we post our workouts they tell me how it's going and so um this is where this is where the magic is because this week their eyes you know like I said got really like huge when I introduced on Sunday during our zoom session I said okay you guys are you ready for your next your next round of workouts and I played the song hurt so good you know the song hurt so good Come on, baby, make it hurt so good. That song played that while I showed them the next round of workouts because it's the truth. We're going to grind through and it's going to hurt, but it's going to feel so good. Um, and so we laughed a little bit about that. And then here they are showing up, posting their workouts and shocking themselves. And in every run that has been posted so far tonight, I think four or five of the runners posted tonight, they said... I can't believe I'm actually running for this amount of time. I cannot believe my body could do this. One of the runners said, thinking back to where I started during the challenge and how I cried because I thought, I want to do this so badly, but I'll never be able to. And look at me now, my mind is blown. And do you want to know how they got there? Little by little. Because little by little, a little becomes a lot. And that's what happened. They just kept showing up and we kept it simple we didn't stress about the little things we just showed up we picked three days a week that worked for our schedule and we showed up and we ran the intervals and we checked the box and then we lived life we came back we ran the intervals and we checked the box and we lived life and we came back and we celebrated for the week that we completed and then we moved on to the next week and we climb every single week. And what's interesting, you guys, is that when I ask them to climb, they never think they can climb the amount that I ask them to climb. And so here's the way that it works. When you first, first, first start, you're increasing your interval time. If you guys remember, I told you if you were never a runner before, but you want to start, I told you the magic recipe for day one was to jog for 20 seconds, walk for five minutes, and repeat that four times. Boom, done, right? I told you that. And so when you move up to maybe the next workout or the next week, we're adding like five seconds, 10 seconds each time. And then you get to this point because you're building up your cardiovascular strength every week. We get to this point where we're no longer increasing by seconds, we are increasing by minutes. And that's when the mind is blown of like 
Tina, you want me to do what? Like, wait a second. Didn't you skipped? You skipped these seconds. How am I just going to a minute? How am I just going? You know, you're raising it. You're increasing it a minute. But that's the way that it works because you are not the same person and you shouldn't treat yourself as such. You are a stronger person. And so you should increase in a way that's relative to where you are. And I think it's it, that's why I say it's a confidence problem because I th- it's not that they don't believe it's 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 not that they don't believe it's possible it's that they don't believe they are able to do it they don't think that they have gotten stronger and then we have these like moments where i remind them you ran 300 seconds your first week of the challenge and now you're running in the thousands of seconds and it's kind of mind-blowing and so i say that because if you are a new runner and you're hanging out with me because you're interested in starting or you did just start and you're wondering how far can i go what's this going to be like just know that eventually you will be getting so strong and it doesn't take that long it doesn't take that long but you'll be getting so strong that you'll start increasing exponentially and then you'll get to a point later down the road like my 10k group well they're working towards an 8k right now they're in round two they're about to go to round three and they are going to be increasing by miles you guys miles and for them that's anywhere from 12 to 15 minutes of an increase that's pretty crazy right well it doesn't happen overnight you have to do little increases at first but then you're going to hit a stride where you're like whoa i'm really bumping up and so what's so exciting is when you can watch yourself and say holy cow like look how much more i can do look how much more i can grow and that's when you know you've made it like welcome to the other side because you're a runner you are a runner and so they this group who had just started i hope this is motivating to any of you who have thought like i don't know if i can do it or can I can I really be a runner or I'm only I can only jog for 15 seconds like it doesn't take that long you have to be gentle with yourself at first you have to ease yourself into it but the amount that you grow is incredible it's really incredible and so I encourage you if you are a new runner or you are interested in dabbling in running to take out your mental garbage bag and get the crap out get it out because you don't need it you don't need it i remember working with my it was my second group my second running group and saying you know do you have any questions for me and some of the questions that came up were things like what time should i run how much water should i take with me do i have to drink water while i run what should i eat the day before um should i be stopping what time i eat at night so that it doesn't affect my run in the morning like come on you guys you're going to eat mexican or drink margaritas one night and you're going to wake up and run and maybe you'll drink too much and you'll say oh that didn't feel good so you'll learn okay i don't want to run after i drink or after i drink this much and you'll figure it out but there's no point in driving yourself crazy over trying to find the perfect formula You don't have to have the perfect shoes. It doesn't have to be the perfect time of day. You don't have to eat the perfect thing. You don't have to weigh the perfect amount. You don't have to have the perfect shorts. You don't have to have the perfect sports bra, although that one is really important or that could be pretty miserable. But it doesn't have to be perfect. You just have to show up. And that's really, if you you boil it down to its simplest form, like as simple as it could possibly be, You just have to show up three times in a week and put one foot in front of the other. 
If you put one foot in front of the other three times a week, boom, you're making progress. And if you haven't started anywhere, quick reminder, it only takes 20 seconds. It only takes 20 seconds. 20 seconds by five minutes, four times, and your first run is in the books. And then you can only go up from there. But Tina, I did run 20 seconds and it was too hard. Okay, do 15. Do 15. Too hard? Do 10. Do 10. But chances are you can probably do 20. And maybe you're listening to this and you can do a mile and you want to go to five. Do your mile and then increase a little bit at a time. Don't make it so difficult. Don't make it so difficult. It's a little bit trickier to give you advice for moving on from a mile because I would have to talk to you a little bit to find out what does that mile feel like? Are you running the whole time? Um, usually the runners in obviously in the 5K program of mine hit over a mile, but they do it in minute intervals. And so when they're hitting over a mile, they're, they're at a mile and a half, two miles. They're doing it with anywhere from five minute intervals to eight to 10 minute intervals. So um, something, to, something to think about. So you might want to, if you're at a mile and you want to go farther, or you're at a couple of miles, you might want to start seeing how long you can go, what your minute intervals would be. So maybe like how far can you go before you need to take a break? Maybe you could run like six or seven minutes, see how that feels, and then stop and walk, and then try to repeat that interval and just kind of get a gauge on where you feel like you are and then increase those minutes until you're running you're running for a longer interval if that makes sense or you can join our, our 5k group and I'll just give you the plan <laughs> because I mean I would say the funnest part about the groups that we have is that we are so supportive of each other and I think you just need that and I, I have another podcast that I'm working on that I will be recording either probably later this week to talk about what to do when you are running and you don't necessarily feel like you have support. You know, a lot of times for new runners, you're taking on a whole new challenge and it does kind of change the dynamics maybe in your family situation or, um, you know, with with the friends that you're hanging out with. So we're going to talk a little bit about what to do in that case when you don't necessarily have that support and how it can affect you. I'll talk to you about that and share some some, some stories that might be helpful. Um, but that's one of the reasons why I love the team aspect because we are like a little run family who goes on this journey together because it, it can just be really helpful to have that accountability and support. And I just, I adore them. My teams are so fun. And so um, if you can get on one of those, that's ideal. But if not, you know, you guys go out there, find your minutes, find your intervals, keep it simple go slow, go steady, and increase a little bit at a time, and just keep showing up. Because like I said, a little, little by little, a little becomes a lot, and then all of a sudden you're at a 5K, and you're figuring out what you wanna do next because you realize like, holy crap, I can do this, I can do this. And that's really what I want for you. I want for you to have that confidence to say, oh my gosh, this is, this is something I can totally handle. And then the sky's the limit. The sky is the limit because all you do after that is you just keep climbing as far as you want to go. And the sky is the limit. All right. I hope you guys have a wonderful, 
wonderful rest of your day or rest of your week. I hope you were able to get some miles in while listening to this or maybe plan and think about when you'll be doing your miles and keeping it simple. Get rid of the crap. Get rid of it in your house. Get rid of it in your running. Just get rid of it because it makes life easier and makes time for more of the things that you enjoy. Thanks for hanging out, you guys. I'll see you soon. Thanks for listening, guys. Remember, if you heard something that resonated with you or something you think someone else needs to hear, make sure you share this episode. You can carry on the conversation by joining the Run Your Happy Life Facebook group or by following me on Instagram at runwithtinareffa. Send me a DM and let me know what you'd like to hear more about. I'm on a mission to turn non-runners into runners and doubters into believers. So if this is you, be sure to subscribe to the podcast. Until next time, go get uncomfortable and chase that sunshine.